So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and hopefully it gets a little bit better by the end of this episode. And if you didn't listen to my interview yesterday with Ben Owens, I highly recommend you go check that one out as well. We talked about self-sabotage, and man, it was good. It was really good. And, and it um, very, very conversational, very relaxed. Uh, Ben's, Ben's a pretty chill guy. But some great things to say about how to overcome self-sabotage and why we self-sabotage. And I, I resonated with a lot of his message and a lot of his examples. And I think you will too. What we're talking about today is the rekindling of old friendships. Okay, not old, old romantic relationships, although I titled the episode Rekindling Old Flames. Uh, but we, this was actually inspired by someone in our, in our uh, program who's basically, you know, experiencing a lot of healing, a lot of progress, he feels like a different person. And now what he's realizing is that there are some friendships he lost due to pornography that he would like to rekindle. So I want to talk about it a little bit today because I think, uh, well, I know he's not the only person. And I know for a fact that a bunch of you listening probably hear that and immediately felt this little tug in your heart because you're thinking of friends that you've lost uh, because of your struggle with porn. Maybe friends that you neglected to hang out with, friends that you didn't have capacity for when you did hang out with them. Maybe they're just friendships who became lower priority because you were so preoccupied with pornography that they got neglected. Uh, Maybe it's friends who used to rely on you, you know, but then pornography sort of tore apart your life and you couldn't be there for them uh, when they needed you. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the nature of it is. But the, the one thing that we know for sure is that pornography affects our relationships. And it changes the way we interact with people. And it also changes whether or not we interact with people. And both of those are major problems for our overall well-being and quality of life. On the flip side, the thing that we see happen every single day in Deep Clean is that when you quit pornography, your relationships change again, but this time for the better. So what do I mean? Well, what I mean is you show up differently in your relationships. You're a better friend, a better husband, a better father, a better leader. You're a better employee or you're a better employer. doesn't matter what side of the equation you're on. You show up better in your relationships, personal and professional. But secondly, you're more likely to have social connections as well. You're not going to be as isolated. You're not going to play that game and do that dance that so many people do when they are in addiction, which is to juggle relationships, to use people, to manipulate people, to show up when it's convenient for them, but never consider the betterment of the other person. Those are the dances that we tend to, to play into when we're addicted. And when you get free, it's a beautiful thing to leave those dances once and for all and 
to at the very least have that desire to show up better for the relationships that mean the most to you. Here's the thing. Uh, Some of those people might be like, screw you, buddy. (laughs) You weren't there when I needed you, or you vanished off the face of the planet, or you clearly did not make me a priority, or whatever it might be. Forget you, man. I'm out of here. You know, like, thanks for reaching out, but it's a little bit too late. So I want to speak to those situations, okay? Damage was done, and now you're changing, and you want to rekindle those existing friendships and get them back in your life. For starters, kudos, man. I give you props. It's not easy to do that. And secondly, it's um, it actually takes a lot of courage to go there. It'd be easier to kind of clean the slate. It's a little bit harder to turn back and try to, you know, restore some of the things that have been lost. A couple of things I want to say. The first is that this is on God's heart. One of my favorite portions of scripture is 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. And in my Bible, that passage is titled, The Ministry of Reconciliation. And it goes on to explain how Jesus is the ultimate reconciler. His his death and resurrection ministered to us a reconciliation between us and God the Father. And Jesus was the only person who could do this. No one else could. So if God the Father is that passionate about us being reconciled to him, that he would give up his one and only son who was without blemish, then I think it's safe to say that he longs to see us reconciled with one another as well. Probably a pretty fair assumption. So we have to, we have to start there, just to know that God, God is on our side and God wants to see reconciliation take place. All right, the second thing is you must own your side of the equation. See, guys are notorious for this. We we kind of, we're, we're so excited to fix the relationship that we fail to acknowledge that we broke it in the first place. And there are work environments where you can get away with that. But when it comes to relationships with loved ones, friends, family, spouses, you can't. You have to own your side of it. So if this person's not talking to you, it might look like, hey man, I know it's been a long time and I know that really you have no reason to respond to me, uh, but I'm reaching out because I've been making some changes in my life. I'm really vowing to live differently. And if you're willing to give me a chance, I'd love to explain a little bit more about some of my past behavior, right? Like we need to come in with a lot of humility and a lot of grace and a lot of uh, safety so that this person doesn't feel like you're trying to manipulate them, like you're trying to change their mind or twist their arm, and that they don't detect any ulterior motives. Because once you've burned a bridge, people are much less inclined to build again. So that's where this starts, okay? So number one, we remind ourselves God is on our side, wants to see this happen. Number two, is we want to come in low. We want to acknowledge our shortcomings and um, and do it in a way that is you know diplomatic and respectful of the people that we've hurt. 
Number three, we want to leave space for them to respond. They might be mad. Screw you, bro. They might be very merciful and forgiving. Oh, man, that sounds tough. Um, yeah, that was really hard, but, you know, I forgive you, man, or, or love you anyway. Or maybe it'll fall somewhere in the middle. I had one serious relationship before I met my wife. And I dated a girl that I worked with at Wendy's. It was a match made in fast food heaven. And we were together for a year. She cheated on me. And um, when she cheated on me, I we I actually was willing to make things work. Um, that was very naive of me uh, in hindsight. But at the time, I thought it was noble. And eventually, we, we parted ways. And, and, you know, that was that. And about a year later, I was thinking about uh, trying to rekindle things with her. And so I had... Uh, talked to a very trusted friend at that time. I explained to him, you know, what I, some of the feelings that I still had for her and what I was hoping to get out of it. And he encouraged me and he said, go for it. And then he told me about a week later, hey man, I have something to tell you. I actually have feelings for this girl as well. And it got really messy. And he said, don't worry. I love, I, I like, I, I love this friendship. I love you. This is my priority. Whatever happens with her, like I'll let you guys figure things out and maybe we could talk about whether or not, you know, you'd be cool with me pursuing her later on, but don't worry. And a week later, they were dating. And so I stopped talking to him. I did not want to engage. I didn't want any interaction. I was too hurt. I was too wounded. And the honest truth was he didn't reach out very much. She didn't reach out uh, at all. They, they knew what they had done and they let it happen. After about three or four weeks, he began to reach out. Um, there was a, a, a death in our uh, kind of in, in more, I don't know. It wasn't in our friend circle, but it was in our community. And he, he sent some messages and I ignored them. You know, it was like the screw you, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm done with you. You're dead to me, that kind of thing. Um, and after probably, it was probably week five. And I was really missing the friendship, if I'm being honest. It was really hurt, but... Um, but was really missing the friendship as well. And a mutual friend of ours reached out and said, what's your problem? And I said, I don't have any problems. He's got the problem. She said, no, you have the problem. What is your deal? He's been apologetic. He's been remorseful. He's been trying to make things work between you guys. Why aren't you responding? Stop being a dick. <laughs> she just, she just, you know, I don't know if she used quite that language, but like she really called me out. Really, really, really did. And I, I was so, I, you know, I was so justified in my bitterness and my unforgiveness. And, um, and I said, uh, okay, I'll think about it. And a week later, I reached out to my friend. I said, hey, uh, let's, let's grab a beer. And uh, we had started collecting beers. We were, we were part of a, an international beer collectors club that drinks, you basically drink 101 different beers from around the world in, in the course of a year. And we had about five beers left when all of this drama came out to be. So we were so close to finishing the card. And so um, so I invited him. I said, hey, let's grab a beer. I didn't give him any context. So he didn't know if I was about to just, you know, rip him a new one, smack him sideways or reconcile. And uh, and I had decided, I made I made a decision. It was truthfully, our mutual friend is, is the one who was responsible for this. Um, but I realized, you know what? It's not worth holding on to. Um, this friendship means more to me. And if that means that these guys stay together, I might have to find a way to live with it, but I want to be friends with this guy. 
And um, and so we had a conversation. I let him know I forgive you. Um, I don't I don't want to hold this against you anymore. I would like to be friends with you still, um, but I don't know how I'm going to do that with you guys dating. He let me know that they had broken up. They only last for about two weeks, uh, which I was very relieved to hear. And uh, we went on to be very close friends. He stood beside me when I married Shaloma. And he was one of the first people that we notified when we were pregnant. One of my best friends to this day. And I, I say that to say that you just don't know what God is doing in the heart of the other person. You know, he came into um, he came into that that beer um, wondering if maybe I was just going to tear him a new one and this was going to be the end, the demise. But God was doing a work on my heart. He was doing it specifically through a, a mutual friend of ours. And then, you know, God and I had our own interactions and I, I was able to forgive him and, and let things go. And all of that is to say to you guys that if you've lost relationships through pornography, you don't know what God could be doing on the other side. So don't rule anything out. Uh, no situation is too hopeless, too far gone, or too dark for the love and the miracle working power of God. And if you do your part and you come in humble and you express a, a willingness to reconcile and you allow them to dictate some of the terms and to share their own side, you'll give yourself a fighting chance. I, I can't promise anything. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit different when we're talking about friendships versus a marriage as well. Um, but the, the principles at play are the same. And the hope is also the same because our hope is not in our own ability. It's not in us being able to make somebody do something that we want them to do. It's in Jesus. And it's in, it's in a God who is so wildly passionate about reconciliation in all facets of our lives. So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.